First, I'd like to announce to our based viewers that the 13th Hour is now officially a podcast and not just a YouTube show. It took Mystery Lady nearly a year, but she has finally got us onto Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. We can also be watched on Rumble and Odyssey, and our viewers can interact with us on Instagram or Twitter. The links to all of these platforms are in the description section of the episode or can be found on our YouTube banner. Hand enough guys behind the scenes that they will give you the yes vote. No, they, Congress will block anything they think is significant, or the establishment goons in Congress will block anything they think is significant mm-hmm. to destabilize their power. It doesn't matter who it is. It's almost like you need some sort of dictatorship to enact real change. Well, there is stuff happening. So <clears throat> there's enough people in the Freedom Caucus now which is basically America first people like uh, uh, right. Marjorie Taylor Greene and stuff like that. Mega Republicans. Yeah. Mega Republicans. Ultra MAGA. But they've um they've actually been able there's enough of them that they use their leverage on Kevin McCarthy to get him right. to promise to do certain things like investigate Hunter Biden. Uh and Joe mm-hmm. Biden. And because they knew that he could not get the speaker there's like 20 or 30 of them so he could never get enough speakership votes without them so they made deals and this is how you do it you make the deals when you have the power to you know put forward your agenda and this is and it's taking mega republicans to do that so there is trump has taught people how to fight at least uh, also people forget mm-hmm. that desantis is also one of trump's endorsements so I mean, I don't know why people are like, just like, it's not like DeSantis isn't a Trump guy. Um, And we were talking about like what the solution is earlier, and I might as well touch on it now. The solution to the Trump-DeSantis paradox is both of them. Trump as president, DeSantis as vice president, (laughs) but now you have a vice president who A, uh, isn't fucking useless like Mike Pence, and B, if something happened to Trump, you know, dies of old age or whatever, well, your backup guy mm-hmm. is going to be as good or better. I have uh, a thought that's probably similar to yours, but I kind of want to save it for the end of our Trump article because sure. we have a Trump article to go through okay. as well. So do you want to go through that yeah, now? Yeah, sure. Let's hit it. Okay, it's it's a little, it's a little bit shorter than the other one, um, so it shouldn't be too bad. So it's entitled, Why Do You Still Hate Donald Trump? And it's by Alicia Colon, and it's also from The American Thinker. So Donald J. Trump was our 45th president, and in spite of the unbelievable hostility he faced in the mainstream media, Hollywood, and all public forums, he did a very good, possibly the best job for the country. Since the overhyped red wave did not happen on November 8th, Trump is being blamed for sabotaging the election. Articles by never-Trumpers and the usual suspects from the lamestream media are flooding the news, and unfortunately, many disheartened mega-voters do not seem to recognize that TDS is still the modus operandi for the left. There is no question that Donald Trump is a flawed human being, like most successful businessmen. Whenever I read the complaints from Trump's haters, it's all about his personality, his tweets, his misogynism, his sexist remarks, blah, blah, blah. This is infantile high school criticism that has no place in political punditry. I want to pause here for a second. Um, and just talk about, I guess, the essence of politics. Because <laughs> from my perspective, the essence of politics is a very harsh, very uh, uh, con- confrontational arena where a lot of mean things are said by people to get the upper hand. And Trump kind of just did his best to play that game. That's my perspective. Yeah, and I, I like I said, the the Trump psyop worked on the right to some degree. This is why the right wing, even though you, the people that cheered when he was shitting on other Republicans in the primaries in 2016, 
are now the people who are surprised that he's shitting on people still. <laughs> I'm like, you, this right. is the guy you voted for. What the fuck? Why are you surprised? This yeah. is the thing. We got to stop pretending we're shocked when we get what we ask for. It's it's just like Roe v. Wade, how people were like, oh, no, they overturned Roe v. Wade before the midterms. Well, what? who cares? That's the point. We wanted it overturned. Like, you got to... Mm-hmm. Listen, there's going to be casualties in every victory. And maybe losing a couple seats is some of those That's casualties. A That's a good point. But you have to go after the victories. You can't be afraid of the casualty. Well... You have to look at the overall war and what is going to win mm-hmm. that war, right? And yeah, there are going to be casualties in individual battles like we saw with Roe v. Wade. But overall, it's it's advancing your um, your influence in the political arena. That's right. And, and now it allows the states, the hard red states... like so, so maybe you lost a few seats. We'll say you lost a few House seats or whatever. Uh, th- this right. election cycle, right? Because Roe v. Wade got overturned. Yeah, the, se- the Senate was the Senate was stolen. Yeah, so yeah, l- yeah. So that. we'll we'll go with that. You <laughs> lost some seats, fine. However, the now that allows the the highly or very red states to pass their anti-abortion laws. Well, guess what happens now that these anti-abortion laws are passed? Guess who's leaving that state? Blue-haired land whales are going back to California. Because they can't live in a state with anti-abortion laws, they're packing. Are up. there enough rivers and and streams to uh, allow them to travel to better pastures? Well, I'm sure. Well, with with the di- with the diesel shortage, uh, maybe they can't get away because they need to be tow trucked out of there. But uh, <laughs> you're gonna have the point. Like the thing is, though, you're you're scaring people out of this. You're scaring the left out of the states that they're trying right. to infiltrate because you're passing yeah. laws that are anti-culture to the left. And so maybe mm-hmm. you took a few lumps this election cycle, but when, you know, 100,000 libtards go back to California or whatever shithole they want to go back to, maybe you pick up those seats in two years because they ain't voting in Florida or Texas or Georgia or wherever they they were going, right? This is a bit off topic, but let's just finish off with this thought um, before we move on. Is how many Republican uh, uh, residents are moving to Democrat states currently? Like none? <laughs> like none. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? That there is an influx of blue-haired land whales into Republicans hotbeds like it and you don't see the reverse taking that's place right because for some democrat states are shitholes for the most part um and this is why i've been telling like people are like well how do you combat like the elections theft i'm like well it's tough you got to steal it yourself basically is the obvious uh measure right. <clears throat> but balkanization is the other one move like like if you're in arizona and you don't think you're going to win another election, get out of there. Go to Texas. Make it so that Texas becomes a red supermajority. There was a million, 1.3 million people, almost 1.3 million people voted for Cary Lake. Let's just say half of those moved to Texas and become voters there before 2024. There's zero chance they take senator seats from Texas now. There's no chance, right? Mm-hmm. Another 600,000 voters that are voting red that year i mean you've cemented well, texas as red for decades now yeah essentially what you're advocating for is embrace the divide mm-hmm. right stop trying uh, to save it, your it, state yeah. stop it exactly exactly if it's and that's something actually something that i cut out of uh this article that i'm reading now is uh she's actually in new york and she mentions how Rather than leave to DeSantis's Florida, which she really uh, enjoys and wants to be a part of, she'd rather stay in New York and try and save her home state. You can't save it. It's like, why? Can't save it. Get out. It's over. It's... That's why I moved to Saskatchewan. Yeah, you got to get out. Like, if you, if the <laughs> vote, if you can't vote your way out of it, then go to a place where your vote matters. That's a, that's the mm-hmm. only solution. It's a more of a long-term solution 
but you have to combat like the Democrats are fleeing their own states because their own states are run like shitholes. So go mm-hmm. fortify the vote in other states by moving there, right? And so places now mm-hmm. like the entire um the entire East Coast, like Carolinas and Virginias and Florida and Georgia, if you all move there, that's gonna stay Republican probably for the next, you know, fifteen years. Like there are millions of voters, millions in New York and California. Fucking like there's at least three million Republican voters in California, at least. If they all moved. Uh, I know this is getting off topic, which we like to mm-hmm. do. But did you look at the breakdown of um, voter age? No. So it was like, I don't know the exact amount, but I'm going to say close to probably twice as, twice as many um, voters in the 18 to... 30 something bracket were voting democrat than republican and that's basically what is said to have swung so many elections they were voting but that's how ballot harvesting works <laughs> right right if, as long as you harvest all the ballots but from 18 year olds I, I still believe i still believe the fact though that they are winning the war Absolutely. of the young oh, yeah. minds of the young minds i right? mean i was 100 liberal when i was 18 100 right i was a libtard because the the uh, there's appeal. There's appeal. The liberal there. ideology appeal. appeals to the young mind because you don't understand what's going on. So you think that you don't under you understand the complexities. Yeah. Well, so I mean, it's I I never try to I never try to pitch that angle because it's not as complex as they want you to think it's more complex than it is. It's not really that complex. What it is though is the fact that. Uh, when you don't understand politics, you don't understand how anything got to where it is today, how money is spent, where it comes from, things like that, economics, civics, when you don't understand any of that stuff, the idea that you just want to get homeless people off the street is very appealing. I mean, it's still appealing to me, but I understand the logistics of doing that is very difficult, not impossible. But there's the, the issue is, is, so we'll say the end goal for liberals, like actual liberals not politicians is to get homeless people off the street right i mean because that was a big selling point for me when i was 18 right right um but the issue is is that you don't understand and they, they put a lot of them on the street yeah. so they might as well yeah. get them off but the issue is is that you don't understand a why they're there b what the fuck government yeah. is spending money on and see what a real solution is to get them off the street well, yeah. What government's role is in getting them off the street, and what—that's the biggest. And what thing. look at they like Congress sent over a hundred billion dollars to Ukraine for what? So, Slava so Ukraine. that they could funnel it back through FTX to the Democrats and the DNC. How many people do you get off the street with over a hundred billion dollars? Probably a lot. Why were we not working for FTX? But but the it's the Democrats that sent that money for the most part. So, so right, they right. ain't, those guys aren't trying to get anybody off the fucking street. And you don't know this when you're 18. You don't realize that this party, yeah. these parties, even the Republicans mostly are useless too. But you don't understand that these parties, even though they say they want to do something, they have no fucking intention of doing anything. Well, yeah, yeah. It, I guess it's also, it's intricacies. Um, and it's also, um, what is the role of government Mm -hmm. and people i think overestimate the effect that government should have on the individual person that's true i guess this speaks to more of my libertarian side where in a lot of cases i believe the role of government should be to protect our individual rights and freedoms right and kind of leave us to our own devices and one of those freedoms if we make bad decisions if we make bad decisions, we get punished for them. And if we make good decisions in our lives, we should be rewarded. And one of the decisions, and, and government should set this. Government should set the stage for that. Uh, rewarding well, they should facilitate and, it. Uh, yes, yeah, for those rewards and those. Uh, uh, and one of the decisions you're allowed to make that people are very uncomfortable with, with like accepting, is that you can choose to be homeless, and a lot of people do. 
a lot of people also they choose do. Do. To, to be jobless. Yeah. Yep. Like yeah. So, <laughs> and so it's like, of course, in in a perfect world, anybody that didn't want to be homeless and anyone that didn't want to be without a job should not be without one. It's unrealistic, but not impossible. However, in order to fix that, you have to fix 45 other things before you get there. And this is what an 18-year-old doesn't understand, right? An 18-year-old doesn't understand that they have to scale back military spending or they have to put term limits on congressmen so that they actually represent what you want them to do or or any other amount of or things. They, or, they have, or they have to reintroduce religion into public schools. You have to change the culture. You have to bring morality back. Like like an 18-year-old... Because people, people are on the street because it's easy and it feels yeah. good. They don't understand that there's a consequence to that and that they're, they're ruining their soul and their chance at uh, being uh, living a happy mm-hmm. and prosperous and life. And 18-year-olds are too naive to understand that the re- that type of reality so they vote for the party that says they want to do this and 18 year olds also don't have any institutional knowledge that the, like so this cycle you're 18 you vote democrat then you're 20 you vote democrat then you're 22 and you vote democrat you're 24 you vote democrat by the time you get to 28 you're like these democrats didn't do fucking anything i wanted them to do and you but you don't know that where's my free college bitch <laughs> Was my free call, yeah, bitch. But you don't know that when you're 18, right? It takes a few cycles of going through the the voting process and the the fake we're getting stuffed by Republicans nonsense before you're like, wait a second, these guys actually aren't trying to do anything. Okay, I'm gonna head now into what uh, this author claims to be Trump's victories, and I think. We probably both agree that they are some of Trump's best accomplishments. So Trump opened up the Keystone XL pipeline and allowed drilling all over the country because we actually have more oil than any other country and should be energy independent. And instead, Biden immediately shut down the Keystone and shut down our own resources uh, and went back into the Saudis to pump more oil um, because high gas prices that he caused are killing our economy. And that's a fact. That's a fact, yeah. Right? Facts. Trump went to Germany and told Europe that they need to start paying more for their defense because why should the U.S. pay for most of it? More facts. It's a fact. And I think he threw throw Skittles at, at uh, Markle. <laughs> that's, if that's not a fact, it should be. <laughs> he gets my vote just for that. Trump went to... Fair enough, fair enough. Trump went to Paris and pulled the U.S. out of the ridiculous Paris Accord, and I cheered when he did, and as soon as he did, then other countries decided to pull out too. But as soon as puppet Biden got into office, he put it back into that ludicrous climate change fraud design to bankrupt us all, push hard for totally greening America. Mm-hmm. Fact. That's all facts. Trump... Trump cut taxes and made it more sensible for corporations to come home and hire Americans. Unemployment figures dropped. Wages went up for all Americans, including all of minorities. Stock markets soared and workers 401ks doubled. Let's pause there um, because I think that this kind of maybe gets into Trump's decline, which is how hard he bought into COVID. He got juked pretty hard into COVID. Like people are like, "Oh, he's a he's a pharma shill." I'm like, "He's not really. He just believed the experts, and the experts were lying." Like, let's be honest, that's yeah. all they do. So, is Trump be a bad judge of character? Is that what this comes down to? Because I'm kind of seeing uh, a, a repetition of similar situations where Trump believes and. W- and uh, takes into consideration the opinions of those who don't have the best interest of him and America in mind. Um, okay, so yes, on the surface, you can say it's a bad judge of character, but here's Trump's biggest mistake. He is assuming these people are fundamentally good. 
And as I've... Which is bad judge of character, well, though. May, well, but most people are fundamentally good. The issue is, is that... That's, and we've talked about this in previous shows. These people are actually fundamentally evil. And that's mm -hmm. a, a hard thing to come to grips with, that these people who have been doing this for decades are actually legitimately evil. I would counter that by saying that that is judge of character. Um, but deciding if someone has good intentions or bad intentions is you being able to discern their character and who they are as a person. And maybe Trump just is one of those people that wants to believe the best. Mm -hmm. And you know what? That's a lot of people. And so it's hard to fully fault a person for wanting to believe the best in someone. But when it comes to politics, you need to be a little more ruthless. And I know the media wants to portray Trump as being ruthless, but I'm not sure he's quite that guy. Well, I mean, hey, man, we've all been lied to. We've all been fucking bedazzled and juked. Um, I can't. We have. It's hard for me to fault somebody who wants to see the best in people being lied to and falling for it. Like um, it's, it would happen to me too. Like <clears throat> it's easy. What did, yeah, well, we're to the same extent though. Well, like, hold and on. Has it, it, has it happened to the same, has it happened to the same extent for, for, um, DeSantis? Well, but DeSantis doesn't have an adversarial legislature though. But it's also the people that Trump surrounded himself. Yeah, but DeSantis with. isn't surrounded by that people like that, though, because he's not at the federal level. You got to remember, the president is responsible for way more stuff than a governor. That makes sense. Right? Yeah. Like Trump has, Trump probably has to have a cabinet. He has his cabinet, and then he has to have like another hundred advisors. Whereas the governor is only responsible mm -hmm. for a state. There's no foreign policy. Uh, the issue was, and this is the thing. So the, and this is sparked by the the deep state shills. They knew what Trump would be weak on, and so they attacked that. They knew he'd be strong on foreign right. policy and, and economy, so they just got out economy, of his way, yeah. right? Because he would just bulldoze them anyway. He would just tell them, "Lo, I'm doing this. I'm the president." But they knew he'd be weak on like medical shit, because well, like what? So the stuff that he was in search <coughs> of, basically, they, they right? went after it, and they they like he 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 had inclinations like this is in the best interest of America. But he wasn't quite sold on it because he hadn't really done his research mm -hmm. and it wasn't something he was an expert on. He's not on. an expert on it and he expected his experts to tell him the truth, which they did not. Um, mm -hmm. And he facilitated a way for... Because uh, here's the deal. They, the Democrat governors and this uh, ultimately... like I don't blame Trump for being a poor judge of character necessarily, but I do blame him for being soft on the COVID thing. <clears throat> so the soft part comes when the Democrats kept their states locked down longer than they should have. Mm -hmm. And it, maybe not his fault either. Cause he had Mark Miley in there. He had useless military people, but uh, when they started doing the George Floyd riots and stuff, he should have just activated the insurrection act so that he could deploy military into the States where they're rioting and they were allowed to ride, of course, by Democrat governors. But meanwhile, they're not letting right. you go to church, right? Like he was soft on that, again, because Trump sees himself as a uniter, not a divider, even though the media wants you to see him the right. opposite. Wants to betray him. Right. Yeah, differently. And so he wanted to do more uniting. That's where I feel like he needed to be ruthless. But he wasn't. And so... We got the vaccines that they don't work and people want to blame Trump for that. But it, Trump's not in charge of the FDA. Like technically he is, but not really. And he's also not in charge of Pfizer and Moderna, who lied to the FDA about how safe everything was. Like that's unrelated to Trump, right? Like nothing in Operation Warp Speed says you're allowed to lie well, to the regulators. It, here's the thing, Shane. <clears throat> if you were in Trump's position, would you be buying what they were saying? No, I wouldn't. But I, I'm... I'm going to exactly. say I'm more so, so Trump, competent Trump, with medical Trump, stuff, Trump though. Is, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Trump is very good at certain things. And like you said, the economy, foreign policy, those are things he, ex he excels at. However, the job of presidency requires you to be good at more than just those well, things. Well, no, it doesn't actually require that. It, it requires you to have a, 
a team that's good at it. And he does have a team that's good at it. I mean, Dr. Fauci is, like, very accomplished. He's also just evil. Well, I mean, <laughs> you also speak about how the establishment has lied to us for decades. So I, I guess someone who is... Uh, Trump was someone who has been more um, involved with the mainstream culture, right? He probably hasn't had the similar opportunity to take a step back and look at it from a different perspective like we have. So he's more entrenched in that way. And maybe that was something that kind well, of they, led to him making decisions that weren't necessarily like I said, um, the best decisions. They knew how to attack him. They they understood. They had a game plan and, and they went about it. Um, don't forget, Trump was one of them, right? Like he was on set. He was. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. He was <laughs> in the trenches with that kind of, uh, I guess, upper echelon elite status. He was at those parties. He was making those connections, right? And he was in a different world than the general population. And when he became president, he tried to shift, right? And he, I honestly think he did make an honest effort to become a person that would fight for the average individual, the average citizen, right? However, he did have some blind spots, and that's kind of, I guess, the argument. Well, I think him. the blind spots are a result of him not understanding that. So he's he was one of he's one of the elite. He was at the parties. He donated to yeah. Hillary Clinton, like. He did, he did the blow. Right, he did the he did blow, the blow. With, with the Illuminati card. He's <laughs> chopping it up there with the Illuminati membership <laughs> card and shit, right? But <clears throat> so he was, he's one of them. So in his mind, he yeah. thought, well, uh, but he's also a common man. Like he also, you know, he also treats the janitors with respect and stuff. So in his mind, he's like, I can become president. I can unite the elite and the common man. Right, 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 right. But the problem. But it's never going to happen. It's no, never going to happen. Well, the issue was, is he, because he's not an evil elite. He just thought the rest of the elite were like right. him. But actually, most of them are evil. <laughs> and he just this is the yeah. fundamental flaw that he didn't understand was that right. Like he thought the swamp was just going to be a handful of guys in DC that he had to get rid of. He didn't realize the whole fucking thing is corrupt. Everybody. Like you you could count there's less than 100 people in DC that aren't absolute scumbags. Probably even less than 50, you know? Like it's these people are either fundamentally corrupt, fundamentally evil, or fundamentally stupid, or any combination of the three. I would say are all three. That's right. <laughs> okay, let, let, let's pause for a second because we're about to explode here um, and be no more. So let's take a pause and we'll come back and we'll wrap things up. Okay. That's where I went. So Trump tried to stop illegals from invading our country and bringing in crime and drugs that are killing us, but the left killed the wall in any effort to stop the flood of undocumented immigrants. Since Biden took office, 2 million illegals crossed the Texas-Mexico border in 2021. That number is likely to be the same this year. Hundreds of thousands have died from overdoses of drugs brought in by the illegals working for the cartels. So his wall, I think, is what? Like a third done? Is that kind of where it's at? Or it's, what? More, it's more than 50% done. Was well, more than fifty percent? Okay. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it was built in Texas. Uh, it, I mean, it's just not done, and that's because not just for the funding, because Trump was able to procure enough funding to finish it, but the Democrats right. just filed lawsuit upon lawsuit upon lawsuit to sort of just delay it, delay stonewall it, delay it. Stonewall yeah, it. Yeah, they stonewalled it as long as they could, and so then it just never got done. <clears throat> um, so it this is the thing: any administration, any Republican administration. That is legitimate and has Congress. All they have to do is, is finish the wall for one thing. So finish the wall if you're legit. The other thing, though, is you pass a law. You pass a law that says any immigrant that entered the country illegally can never become a citizen. That's it. And I don't want have the ability to vote. Yeah. Well, you can't be a citizen. Yeah. So you, unless, yeah, I would make it a short law, but let's be honest, Democrats will do sleazy things. So put everything in there that they can't do. Can't become a citizen. Can't vote. 
can't collect social security, blah, blah, blah. But leave in there that they can be taxed without representation, right? Mm. I mean, unless it's unconstitutional, maybe you can't. But whatever the case is, you remove the ability for them to become citizens. What that does is that removes a lot of the motivation of people to illegally immigrate. You'll still have mm-hmm. like the the drug mules and stuff, so whatever, nothing you can do about that. They'll do it regardless. But for the people that want to come and build a better life, they're just going to have to do it under legal immigration. Well, w- yeah, what has America become over the last 10, 20, 30 years, right? It's it's a shadow of its former self. And I mean, I guess the great replacement theory has become sort of taboo, but in essence, that's what's taking place is they're yeah, replacing the average American with foreigners who don't have the same American ideals. So you have you have uh, insane lefties out there that think the great replacement theory is like uh, a white supremacist conspiracy theory. Well, for one thing, <clears throat> it's not a theory. They are try- the, the Democrats are literally trying to import voters. Right. That's happening. But they don't care what color they are. This is the thing. Great replace the great replacement has nothing to do with your skin color. America is right. not an ethno state to begin with. They're right. just replacing legal Americans. That's it. Mm-hmm. They're replacing legacy Americans with neo immigrants that they the Democrats will attempt to make American. And that's and not a theory. Of- it's fucking happening. This speaks to your earlier opinion about um younger voters and not quite understanding the rules of the game and and the consequences of their decisions a new american is not going to understand american politics for fully and so they're going to make decisions rashly um without um fully knowing what their decision is leading to now here this is the thing so we we could probably do an episode on uh, legal and legal immigration but when you bring in illegals from Nicaragua or El Salvador or whatever, the standard of living in those countries is very low. Mm-hmm. So any change is an upgrade for these people. Any change. Even living in San Francisco, watching people shit on the streets is probably an upgrade, <laughs> right? Do they bet on people <coughs> shitting in the streets? <laughs> they I, might. I hope they bet on them by now. You gotta like so, make it a little more entertaining. So the, the, so the thing is, is that the Democrats are fine with any sort of uh, explosion in illegal population. And the illegals are fine with it because it's an upgrade for them. But the problem is, is uh, immigration is counterproductive if the people that are immigrating do not share the same moral and ethical foundation as the current crop of citizens. And this is a destabilization tactic. With immigration, you need integration. Mm-hmm. And that that is the part of the process that's being neglected, both in America and in Canada. There's also, and this is also another right-wing thing where the righties don't get it. They just think illegal immigration and they're like, no, or even or they're even like against legal immigration. And, and I'm like, listen, it's not the immigration necessarily that you have a problem with, because it's not. Right, even the illegal immigration isn't necessarily the thing you have the problem with. It's who is immigrating, and by that I don't mean their skin color. It's their ethical and moral foundations. Let's be honest: if two million illegal Christians crossed over into America last year, nobody would care. I'd <laughs> be fine with the two million illegal Christians. Make them citizens as soon as possible. Right. The issue is that you're getting people who are antithetical to what america is right yes yes <clears throat> now not all of them right like because obviously some of these people are legitimate they're just good people that want to make a better life for themselves and they're going to try and take advantage of it however a lot of these people like donald trump said they ain't sending their best and that has nothing to do with their skin color because there's a lot of people from slavic nations that are also crossing over the southern border it's everybody yeah i would argue that their roster is fairly depleted at this point yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay let's finish off with abortion and some closing thoughts how does that sound okay they the best for last so abortion aka the killing of unborn babies 
would still be the law of the land if Trump hadn't given us a SCOTUS majority of judges who respect the Constitution. And I think that is probably Trump's greatest legacy besides his implementation of mega-first populist politics. It's also the greatest legacy of any Republican president in my lifetime. It's better than anything Reagan did. How old are you? How old are you? How old are you? Uh, almost 50. Okay. That was 500, but okay. But uh, but think about it. It's better than anything Reagan did. Yeah. It's better than either of the Bushes did. Like I mean, Reagan gave you a great economy, and, and the culture was fantastic in the 80s, but there was not a nothing very long-lasting... And this is the, again, this is the issue with the Republicans who don't understand how to attack the culture is that their changes aren't, uh, they don't last because it can just be overturned. Right. It's just policy. Right. Next administration right. come in and do whatever they want. So that's what, ha that's what happened with a lot of what Trump did. With everything Biden Trump did, that's what happened. And, Except uh, his handlers changed everything. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And Roe v. Wade one of his lasting legacies that is going to be hard for the Democrats, mm -hmm. the Democrats, to uh, overturn. And it'll also be something that it's going to have the most lasting and significant effect on the culture, without a doubt. I agree. Um, and let's let's not forget, Trump promised he would do this in his debates with Hillary. He said straight up, "I'm going to appoint." pro-life judges he wasn't hiding it it wasn't a secret it was a campaign promise and 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 that, that should be that should be uh appreciated considering a lot of politicians say a lot of things especially in the the debates that don't come to fruition He's and that was one of trump's biggest highlights that he pushed that he actually enacted as policy the only guy that has Let's be honest. One of the few guys that has push has actually enacted more policies and campaign promises than Trump would be DeSantis. But he doesn't. Mm -hmm. Again, people forget he doesn't have an adversarial legislature. He has. Yeah, it's a, a different level. It's a different level. Yeah, it's and, a different and, level. And his legislature is on his team, right? Like right. the Republicans in 2017, they were there. Half of them were anti-Trump. <laughs> like you got a Republican president and your Republican Congress is trying to stop him from doing anything. It's nuts. Hey, let's finish up here with the final two uh, paragraphs. So with Trump as president, we had the world respect and we had no new military conflicts. He strengthened our military by restoring funding that Obama took away without him in charge. Russia invaded Ukraine, North Korea is back to firing missiles and China is swallowing up acres of America after sending us the deadly COVID-19 virus. Then she concludes, if Trump decides to run in 2024, I will joyfully vote for him and pray each day for his health. Now, if you can tell me why you still hate Donald Trump, email me at alishav.colon at gmail.com. Mm hmm Again, this is uh so who should be the nominee in twenty twenty four? You know what? As, as somebody that's played some form of competitive sport my entire life, I believe in the primary system. Let DeSantis and Trump if DeSantis wants it, let him go after it. Nobody should be given anything free. There's no such thing as as proven. There is only prove. And whoever proves they're the best man. Let them win. So my uh, my parting thought, which I've been saving this whole time, is what of Trump's doing would DeSantis shy away from or not take on and not uh, put into policy? I don't think DeSantis is... Well, it's impossible to say because we have no idea. I know, but like, no, but we're just, we're just as, like speculating. As DeSantis's, uh, his, uh, judging by DeSantis's congressional record, I don't know that he'd be great on foreign policy. Foreign policy? Yeah. Okay. So, like, based on what exactly? He he voted for weird things that Obama wanted to do. Obama was historically bad 
foreign policy guy. Um, so I don't know that now he could be good at foreign policy now too, right? He'll have a chance to prove mm-hmm. himself if, if he gets there, mm-hmm. but I don't think he'd be great on foreign policy. I don't, he'd probably be okay at economy. He'd be like any other Republican at the economy. He'd be better than Democrats, but he wouldn't be as good as Trump. Yeah, I would agree with that. That Trump is his strong suit would be um, the economy. So you think that a, a Trump DeSantis ticket would probably be the best solution to what ails the Republican Party? Absolutely, because the a DeSantis isn't worthless like Mike Pence for one thing. Uh, the other thing though is is that if you put them on the same ticket, Trump still does the economy, and he still does the foreign policy shit. And Trump still fires everybody in the federal branches with his Schedule F, but you let DeSantis make the policy decisions domestically because he's shown himself to be a beast at that. And then Mm -hmm. you get also a Trump-DeSantis ticket forces every conservative to vote. Even the anti-Trump conservatives will vote for that ticket because they know DeSantis is solid, right? And he's got their vote. You put them together, you get every possible conservative vote you can. That's probably the only way. Of course, they would never let that ticket win unless we steal it. I mean, unless, sorry, unless we, unless we fortify it like they do. Unless we uh, make the most safest and fairest elections that have ever, ever. been known All to time. Man. It'll be the safest, fairest. Can't be any safer or fairer. And I know I maybe have uh, maybe leaned DeSantis throughout this podcast, but I wanted to finish off with maybe something that you are not aware of that would maybe sway you even further in favor of Donald Trump. Do you know where I'm going with this? Maybe not. So recently, uh, this is... Rec- I don't, what is, when is this? Is this 2019? Maybe 2019. Uh, anyways, the title of the article is DeSantis wants statue of civil rights activists to be replaced, uh, to replace Confederate figure on Capitol Hill. Did you know about this? No. So I'm not sure if this is actually 2019 because it was brought to my attention like a few days ago. But the article reads... Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on Wednesday requested the architect of U.S. Capitol of the U.S. Capitol replace the statue of a Confederate general with one of a civil rights leader. On the statue of General Edmund Kirby Smith, uh, he wants it to be replaced with one of Mary McLeod uh, Bethune, one of Florida's two statues in the National Security Hall um, and elsewhere in Washington. D.C. Bethune founded the institution that would go on to become Bethune Cockman University, a historically black university in Dotana, Dotana Beach, Florida. He says Florida is a proud uh, is proud to commemorate the 144th anniversary of Dr. Mary McLeod Bethune's birthday by sending our state's formal request to place her statue in National Security Hall, making her the first African-American to have her uh, state commission statue. Did you know about this? I don't know. I'm not necessarily against it, though. Why I brought it up is because of the fact that um, the replacement of history and Western history has been in a hot-button issue. And uh, for DeSantis, a man who portrays uh, a persona that believes in heritage, to think that it is a binary option between the past and the present was a little concerning to me. Well, wait, isn't, I, I this, feel... isn't this girl from the past as well, though? It's just from Florida's past. No, no, no. I'm saying the statue is in the present. No, uh, no, I know what you're saying. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The statue's in the present. So why not? If you want to commemorate someone, that's cool. I'm fine with that. But why not just put up another statue alongside or in a different area that does a commemoration? Well, I'm I'm going to assume that there is a limit on how many statues they have in that hall. Uh, so 
I don't mind DeSantis wanting to promote Florida heroes to be at the national level. Makes no difference to me. Uh, but Trump had a solution for this, which does put him above other guys, is that he was going to make a garden of like American heritage. And right. it was going to be a separate place where you could retire statues that say have been up, you know, in Washington for a hundred years or whatever. And maybe you want to get something different in there. <clears throat> if it was, if I was the president and it was up to me and I had the ability to do it, I would have the statues with the, with the exception of a rare few rotate through there. Every, every five years, a new statue will come in of somebody else or whatever, or statues could be there for 25 years. When their 25 years runs out, someone could apply to replace it with something else. Now, this statue won't disappear. It'll just go off to a different place, say the Garden of right. American Heritage, and people could always go see those statues when they're in D.C. or whatever. I mean, assuming D.C. isn't a satanic cesspool like it is. However, um, there are solutions like you're saying, there's it doesn't have to be a binary option. There's solutions that someone could implement to make it work. And of course, American heritage doesn't didn't end in, you know, 1950 or 1900 or after the Civil War or whatever, right? So there's always an option for new statues to come about. I don't see a problem with that. New heroes arise. Well, so, so my I guess my problem with it is the fact that America has been around for. What is it? Two hundred fifty years, yeah. two hundred fifty years or so. Mm -hmm. um, so it has a very long history with a lot of defining points, right? And so to cherry pick certain defining points as being more important than others, I feel like that's a more of a progressive trait. Um, but for but me they've already cherry picked that, though. What? They're already cherry picking. What do you mean? Well, they, don't have, they don't literally have statues of everybody, right? So they're cherry-picking certain no, no, people. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking about ch not cherry-picking people, cherry-picking eras, cherry-picking, like, different... Well, uh, no, but I mean, uh, but the point is they've already done that. So you, you've already cherry-picked certain events in history and blah, 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 and he's just trying to cherry-pick his own. The cherry-picking is already on the table. It's already happened. It's happening, right? Somebody, and this is the thing. Somebody has yeah. to be chosen. Someone has to get drafted. Somebody's got to be on the team. And he just right. wants one of his guys on the team. Now, I understand what you're saying, and that's why I proposed another solution. However, from my perspective, something has to leave. Some statues have to come off the table at some point because where are you going to put the Donald J. Trump statue? I don't know, on top of the White House. <laughs> or Mount Rushmore. That works too. Yeah, no, I just, I just, I think there's a lot of space and a lot of land and there's a lot of spots to be conquered. And I don't think we have to necessarily choose. No, I, I, mean, I don't think you have to choose either. Here, you could start I, with taking. I, I think that's, it's, that's more of a political uh, way of thinking that you have to choose one thing over another. But hold on, though, to be fair to DeSantis, uh, we, or probably this article hasn't investigated. The mechanism in which you get to apply for this. So the I guarantee the mechanism that you get to apply for this is you tell them what statue you want, and then you tell them what statue you think can be removed. I guarantee mm -hmm. that's on the application, right? The, I mean, because they're going to say, they're going to ask you, well, who do you think should be here and who do you think it should replace? I mean, that's 100% what's going on. I don't think he picked that one necessarily because he doesn't like the Confederacy, he probably just thought, well, this statue has been there for X amount of years. Nobody really knows about this guy. It's not like U Ulysses S. Grant or whatever. So, you know, we'll, he, we'll earmark him to get moved. That's probably well, what it is. Well, with, with that decision, definitely nobody is going to know who General Ed Edmund Kirby Smith was. I already don't know who he is. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Okay. Um, Parting thoughts. Uh Trump DeSantis, my opinion is um, I have a very soft spot for Donald Trump, especially after the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago. And he has packed relentlessly from every direction. <laughs> I, in, in another breath, I feel like the attacks have compromised him, unfortunately. 
I th- I think that um it's hard to withstand those attacks and not be compromised. So I don't necessarily fault him. I think Trump's reign and Trump's introduction of American first policies will go down in the history books of one of the most defining moments of the country. I truly, truly believe that. However, I feel like his time may have passed and it's not necessarily his doing. It's just the simple fact that time is a factor in these situations. His political popularity is not what it once was. And DeSantis and his political popularity is at an all-time high, right? So I feel like this is more of a passing of the torch moment. And I, I say that reluctantly because I do have a very soft spot for Donald Trump and what he has done. I You send me videos of Trump, like it puts a smile on my face, like honestly, no one else. Like the guy said and did things that was that were never done before and he will always be like someone who has changed the political landscape for the better it's just that he's an older guy and he did have that four-year gap of being in power and there might be someone in my opinion that can do the same things even better and i think that guy is ron DeSantis. I know he's not as proven because he hasn't done it on the federal level, but I do believe in what he's done for Florida. And I think he can apply those same skills in Washington, D.C. Okay, well, for me, uh, listen, they're not going to let a legitimate person win. So it doesn't matter who (laughs) we put up. They're going to steal that election. You're such a realist. You ruin everything. But however, uh, what's my pitch? Um, Okay, ultimately, uh, I believe I believe you have to earn it. So let them duke it out in the primaries. May the best man win. Uh, who would I want to see? Well, if you've ever if you've ever done anything and failed, and you wanted to do it so bad and you failed, and then you get a second chance on it, mm-hmm. you make it happen when you get that second chance. You find a way to win. And I feel like if Donald Trump gets a second chance. He will make things happen like nobody has ever made things happen before. And I so, would hope so. And so I would say I would like to see his redemption arc play out. Uh, mm-hmm. DeSantis has got a bright future ahead of him, so he doesn't have to win this one. Right. Uh, and ultimately, like I said, the, the true solution is a Trump-DeSantis ticket. Has Before you finish, has Trump kind of... Um uh denounced that uh, that possibility by attacking DeSantis early before any sort of real political um happenings have taken place well here's the thing Do, is Trump smarter than we give him credit for so uh, I'm not sure it's hard you know sometimes he does stuff and i'm like this guy's retarded and then sometimes he does stuff and i'm like this guy's a fucking genius so here's the thing uh six months ago robert barnes was on alex jones's show robert barnes is a lawyer you know he was in trump's inner circle he's very reliable information guy he doesn't just say shit and he said that trump and desantis have come to an agreement trump will take desantis as his vp Trump will handle foreign policy and economic policy. DeSantis will handle domestic policy and culture issues. He said that's their agreement, and this is going to happen. Now, the question is, is Trump attacking DeSantis a way to draw fire away from DeSantis at, during the governor's race and also before 2024? Is Trump just trying to be a lightning rod for all the negativity so that the media remains focused on him man that's some fucking 40 chess i'm not sure it would be it's very interesting though because it is interesting the media has kind of forgot about desantis well okay here's the thing okay when i did this when i did the research for this podcast i went into even quant which is like uh very 
open uh, neutral i guess liberal but not not liberal but uh, i guess libertarian libertarian yeah right so i typed in desantis and his pros and cons and kind of trump and desantis Mm -hmm. versus trump and all sort of things and guess what articles came up in the top of my search pro desantis articles see it yeah pro desantis cnn msnbc ABC. Uh-huh. I'm like, what is going on right now? There's all these pro-DeSantis articles from the mainstream media. Mm-hmm. It was like very uh, interesting. Well, it, it is very really interesting because it, as Trump has the lightning rod, DeSantis, they can't, they can't sabotage DeSantis before 2024. Um, the other thing too is that, so today DeSantis came out and he denounced the Ron to the Rescue Super PAC. So the mm. GOP created a, pa- a political action committee for Ron DeSantis called Ron to the Rescue for the 2024 election. His team came out and said, Ron DeSantis has nothing to do with that PAC. And I'm like, well, isn't that interesting? Why would he denounce a presidential PAC if he doesn't plan, if he plans on running for president? Hmm. So he obviously doesn't want the establishment Republicans to use his name and likeness to generate money. So he's obviously not on the establishment Republican side. He also hasn't said that he's going to run for president. And he also hasn't yeah, said anything yeah, negative about Trump. So there's a, there's a lot of stuff from DeSantis's side that also makes what's happening quite interesting. Right. And no, I, I, that, that makes sense to me. And to um, me, when Robert he, Barnes... He's playing, his, he's playing his cards close to his chest. That's right. And, and I think of Robert Barnes is... Tri- that he's done throughout his, uh, his, what is it, governorship. Well, and this is the great thing. The great thing about Trump attacking DeSantis, right, is that it forces the media to play defense for DeSantis because Trump no matter who no matter which Nazis you rank on the Nazi pyramid <laughs> Trump is number not Nazi number one he's ahead of Hitler for God's sakes <laughs> right so by having him attack DeSantis he's now forced all establishment media to look at DeSantis as fine he's okay leave DeSantis alone and right. just focus on Trump this way if Trump eventually uh, declares that DeSantis will be his running mate. It's already too late to ramp up the machine against DeSantis. You just spent the last two years saying DeSantis is fine. Hey, quick to the point, parting thoughts, Trump DeSantis. um, I'll go first. I'll say that um, DeSantis does run and Trump does run, obviously. And that uh, DeSantis, DeSantis gets the nomination. That's my quick parting thought, point of view. Your turn. If they both run against each other, Trump will win. He's just too popular with the rural Republicans. And DeSantis is, DeSantis will probably, he might win Florida in a primary, but he won't win like Ohio and Idaho and North Dakota, so that type of thing. <clears throat> now, who do I want to win? Hey, Ben, it's a win win. Whichever guy comes out on top, they're it's both good. good. They both have yeah. They That's both right. have their their strong suits. They both have some question marks. Uh, it, it's basically what brand of conservatism, what brand of politics are you looking for? Now, what what do I want? I want the Trump DeSantis ticket. I want the best of both worlds. I want both guys in there. It's the only way to do it. Right, assuming I would, I would love, I would love for that as well. Now, um, because if you if you think of it that way, you got DeSantis running in twenty twenty eight. That's right, and now you get a legitimate passing of the torch, right? And this is the way we need keep... a dictatorship. This is how MAGA goes forever. Dictatorship. <clears throat> now, the, the, as the far pe- as the people don't know what's good for them, we need, we need a dictatorship. And, and as far as if they decide to run against each other. Hey, like I said, let the best man win. I am all about competition. I am all about earning your spot. If if DeSantis beats him in a primary, then DeSantis is the guy. You weren't sexiest man for no reason. Had to earn that's it, a good baby. place. That's a good place to leave it off. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Like, share, 
subscribe. Super straight to the rescue. Till next time.